long months, but we are finally leaving the SLU-U system. The Ophion has been in orbit, coordinating endless meetings between the Diplomatic Corps and the Oshirix. Uh-oh. It seems that the Federation are very eager to get this species, and most likely their technology, integrated ASAP. It would seem that both the Klingons and Romulans are angry now that they know of the species' spy technology. Can't say I blame them, though. I'm sure the Federation would be too if we weren't trying to acquire them. I'm pleased to say, though, that's far beyond my rank to worry about. On another positive note, no sign of a Ferengi yet. At least, not that we know about. I'm hoping this mysterious signal we're heading towards deep space... Ah, I'm sorry, that was worded poorly. I'm hoping this mysterious signal that's originating from deep space that we're heading towards will provide us with a good old-fashioned mystery for us to sink our teeth into. End log. All right, and I do have to repeat myself because I was an idiot and forgot to unmute the stream. So very quickly, uh, yes, we are looking for a new player for Ophion. If you're interested, uh, look on Twitch, uh, look on Twitter, and look on uh, Roll20 for the LFG app. Uh, the other sort of thing is uh, we are going to try Advanced Fog of War in conjunction with Dynamic Lighting tonight. Hopefully it works out. And if it doesn't, I'll try to make it at least visible for you guys watching on Twitch and or YouTube. Anyway, uh, Captain, uh, if you could just repeat the start date, I think that was the only part of your log that got cut off. Uh, Captain's personal log, start date 56152.8. Thank you. All right, and I mostly do that both for my housekeeping and for anyone who actually is keeping track at home. But uh, the first thing we need to handle before I sort of open the gates for people to have their own scene is that uh, we have a new tactical officer that needs to be introduced. So, uh, Lieutenant Drake, I believe, um, we're going to have you report to the captain in his ready room. And as I get that set up, uh, if there's anything you think we should know about Lieutenant Drake, uh, either appearance-wise or uh, record-wise, uh, go ahead and uh, tell us about him. Uh, well, uh, Drake is human. Um I'm, I'm sure people will make jokes about me playing another human. Um, he is physically taller and more muscular built than a lot of other humans. Um, he, for anybody who actually watches football, he looks like a linebacker. He is physically big. Um, as far as record and such goes, he does, he is known for accommodation that he received for uh, being a part of the siege of AR-558, um, which, for anybody at home, um, is the... Uh, there's a DS9 episode where the, the Defiant shows up on a planet where a bunch of beleaguered um, Starfleet ground troopers are holding a communications array uh, from the Dominion. Uh, he was a part of said siege, um, as well as having other kind of stuff happened while on AR-558. Um, other than that, uh, not really much physically out outward other than what I've already described. Okay. And yeah, uh, Lieutenant Drake, uh, you would be reporting to the captain. And just so you know, both as a, a player and as a character... Um, Shatsu is still considered to be the sort of 
prime tactical officer, but uh, she is more or less overseeing or training you for the time being. And should you go on, like, you would be the one to go on an away team. You would be the one at tactical if combat breaks out. While Shatsu would be, say, on Beta Bridge or on Gamma Bridge handling anything there. Gotcha. And I, I kind of figured from your my talk that she is still the chief of security. That is correct, um, yes. I am just a security officer and a tactical officer. That is correct. Um, so Drake will walk into the office. Uh, well, chime from the outside. Come in. Uh, he will walk in and stand at very rigid uh, um, at attention. I um, shall. I'll stand and give you a curt nod, as you were, Lieutenant. And he will go to an at ease standing and Lieutenant Darian Drake reporting for duty. Mr. Drake, I've been looking through your personal record. And it, I must admit, is very impressive. Uh, not many made it out of AR one, AR five five eight intact, either mentally or physically. Uh, he will kind of also give a curt nod. Uh, that is correct. Um, there was actually only forty three of us that made it out, besides the Defiant crew. Yes. Yes, and your ta your entire squad's tactical expertise is serving Starfleet well. Um, the reason I'm here is Shatsu has put your name forward as a bridge uh, for bridge assignment. <clears throat> one of a, one of her concerns, and mirrored by both uh, Panek and myself, is that with the recent combat uh, with the Tholians and, admittedly, the Lysithius, is that we have a very good tactical officer. Uh, however, we only have one of them. And she cannot be in three places at once unless, you know, no, Beckett took that cloning technology with him when he went. <clears throat> Sorry, I tend to ramble. Anyways, Lieutenant Shatsu has put your name forward as tactical officer for the Alpha section. Uh, he'll nod again. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, Commander Shatsu uh, echoed the same sentiment uh, before I came up here. And it would then it gives me pleasure, Lieutenant, to welcome you to Alpha Shift and to the bridge. And I'll extend a hand for shaking. And Drake will shake his hand. Uh, report to um, Lieutenant Commander Shatsu and, Lute and Commander Pinek for your duty assignment, Lieutenant. Yes, sir. Dismissed. And with a nod, he will spin on his heel and walk out of the office. All righty. So, uh, while he's getting his duty assignments and whatnot, uh, this is where I'm going to open the floor to other bits of RP. So, does anyone have anything they want to accomplish uh, between last session and now? Hmm. Full month. So we've had a we've had a full month to get into trouble. Pretty much, yeah. Hmm. Uh, Locke wouldn't mind buzzing at the captain's door. Sure. Come in. Give uh, Drake kind of an awkward nod as I walk past. Uh, Lieutenant Locke. Uh, I've been at, talking to people over the past little bit, and I was your name kept getting dropped up for advice on women and dating. 
Okay, um, that is admittedly not the conversation I was expecting you to bring to my attention, but please, have a seat. And I'm going to take a more relaxed pose, because I know this is going to be good. <laughs> this is a question. Uh, so I sit down, and I don't know if you've heard the gossip around the ship, um, but uh, Lieutenant Shatsu and I have engaged in a somewhat romantic relationship. Uh, yes, Mr. Panek was rather dutiful of the uh, uh, interpersonal relationship among senior staff report that has crossed to my desk. So I'm not informing you as a captain, but I'm looking for advice from someone who um, knows uh, your life experience. Uh, you have no idea my life experience, Mr. Locke. You would, had you, allow me to fill you in. <laughs> oh, please, I, I'm all yours. My first host, Valus, um, is the only other male of the Skull line. And between you and me, he was a bit of a prick. Um, very smart uh, chief engineer, one of the first Trill in Starfleet. Um, served as chief engineer aboard one of the original Constitution class ships. But he was an egotistical, self-centered individual uh, who treated everyone around him very poorly, including women. Um, the number of sexual harassment write-ups he received prevented him from ever getting higher than the rank, than the rank of lieutenant. Um, I said that was a prerequisite for captains back in the day, though. No, that's just Kirk being... Kirk stealing the spotlight. <clears throat> Um, anyways, the when he finally got out of Starfleet, it wasn't until a woman just pretty much grabbed him by the arm and sat him down and educated him um, on how to treat women. Um, and the captain's obviously getting a little embarrassed at this. <laughs> pretty much, Mr. Locke, um, treat women as people. Uh, they're not holographic characters that will be programmed to satiate your every women desire. Admittedly, I'm not entirely certain what Bolian's um, desires are. And no, please don't don't educate me. That's something I'd rather not find out. I put down the puppet. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you... Never mind. Um, uh, it just... Uh, you know that uh, trying to find a way to describe it without being uh, too forward. You know how when you, you're walking down the hall with, and you come across someone, you turn a corner and you almost bump into someone and they go left and you go left at the same time and you both go, and go, to go right and you kind of dance around trying to pass each other awkwardly and it just goes more and more awkward as you try to get past each other and work around each other? Uh, all too often. Thankfully, it, as soon as I got my fourth pip, that... They people just started moving out of the way and apologizing really quickly. Yes. Um, my design suggestion that we put uh, lane markers down hallways was rejected by the Starfleet Corps of Engineers. Yeah, it's that, yes. that, that, that awkwardness of trying to interact and mix and just getting in each other's way over and over again. It, it was like that, uh, only with tongue. Uh, How do you get past that? Captain just pauses for a split second. Um, <clears throat> Mr. Locke, all relationships come with awkwardness. Um, it's very easy to understand 
or hope that er everything comes clear to you with the precision of a uh, close sensor scan. Sadly, most people are not that forthcoming. Pretty much my recommendation is find out what makes her smile, what makes her happy, um, continue to do that, and hope that she makes you smile. And if either of you are unable to make each other smile, then this you should probably keep it professional. That's good advice, Finn. Smiling. All right. Yes. Well, her, her smile is terrifying, but it's good to know. All right. <laughs> it's the, the point. So many pointy teeth. Again, that's not my bit. That's not my business. So long as you are, so long as both you and her are able to maintain your duties. Whatever goes on, go. Whatever happens behind or beyond Alpha Shift is not my concern. Thank you, Captain, for your time. For... Oh, it's always a pleasure meeting with you, Mister Locke. Uh, as Locke leaves the captain's quarters, uh, arming his ready room, uh, I crook a finger at him to come over to me. Okay, oh boy, the captain or Locke? You, Locke. All right, I. Merely go to Panek. Uh, I'll hand him a data pad. Uh, Lieutenant, these are your new authorization codes for the R&D lab. Now that Matic is transferring, uh, you will lead up our, our research and development teams. Unfortunately, you will not have at your disposal his connections to the Daystrom Institute. He had to remove those access codes when he left. But uh, I still expect the same grade of work from you. Understood? Yes, sir. Um, it's He did take those codes with them, absolutely, and I will, of course, somehow find a way to maintain the the rate of progress. I have no doubt that you'll do such things. Lock and even bring your own, uh, how should we say, uh, resources to bear on their projects. Is there anything you'd like me to prioritize work-wise? Maybe any of uh, Maddox projects you wish to be the focus, or, or did you... Just Did Matic take his Android with him? Oh yeah, he would have taken the AI with him. Okay. Um, no, just continue uh, feeding me re your uh, reports, and uh, I will I will uh, decide what needs priority in in a few weeks, depending on the situation from this from our next mission profile. Yes, sir. I will endeavor to work hard and be inventive and try not to materialize anything in the captain's ready room again. Uh, please see that you don't, I, Lieutenant. I've, I've dropped enough bombs on him for one day. Very well. You're dismissed. Uh, captain's going to come out of his ready room. Okay, before... As we get closer, does anybody else have any awkward questions they wish to ask me? Relationship advice? Personal history? Sona actually turns to the captain and says, So, toilet paper over or under? Wars have been fought over that, Sona. That was a joke, um, Captain. I hope it was humorous. Do you know why there were 24 Klingon houses? Admittedly, I do not, sir. It started over toilet paper. There used to be one grand Klingon Empire. It was Kalis. But Kalis's great records never actually stated which way he put the toilet paper. And, well, you know, 
Klingons having Nash tend to take a side and become very passionate about it. Um, Drake, while looking at the consoles and not looking up, uh, will will say, uh, Captain, I believe that was actually over pineapple on pizza. Mm. (laughs) That's entirely possible, Mr. Drake. That's entirely possible. All I'm aw- I'm aware of the sand I'm aware of the sandpaper <clears throat> I mean toilet paper story for Klingons. I'm very dubious about all of your takes on Klingon political history. Mm. I I personally just refer to them as artistic interpretations of history, Mr. Pinek. History is facts. Uh, artistic takes should not come into them. Yeah, artistic uh, history may be f- yeah, truly factual, but it's often s- slightly skewed by the winner. And of course, that is all now canon. It was over pineapple pizza and uh, which way the toilet paper goes. All right. Uh, anybody else have any scenes they want to get out of the way before we get to the bulk of today's session? Okay. Well then, uh, hopefully Mirthrin will be here shortly. I know he's running a little bit late, but uh, hopefully he'll drop in. So, uh, you know, you spend next hour, hour and a half at warp, and you eventually drop out of it on the edge of a micro-nebula. Now, those who, you know, can't put two and two together, a micro-nebula is a collection of interstellar gases that is pretty damn small. Uh, It is not light years across like most nebula, but this one is barely 20 kilometers across um there's these swirls of blue purple and white and somewhere in this micro nebula is the signal you've been following it's much stronger uh but you're still not able to pick out a specific set of coordinates or source from the exterior of the nebula are are we able to determine more of the nature of the signal is it a communication is it uh like a beacon broadcasting omnidirectionally? I would say more the latter. Um, okay. You're not. You're still not able to decipher whether this is like an SOS or if this is a locational beacon or something else entirely. It's it's very much an unknown at this point. Oh, very well, Mr. Locke. So Sona, any what, uh, any problems to the ship if we take it in? We might have some uh, dampening of the shields, and sensors might be awkward, but shouldn't be any damage to the ship as long as we keep the um, deflector shields ready. Very well. Miss um, Sona, or Mr. Drake, uh, keep an eye on shields, please. Sona, take us in at half impulse and lock. Keep scanning. I, as soon as we know what's generating that, as soon as you see what's generating that signal, I want to know about it. All right. Well, Locke, I think you know what you need to be doing role-wise, but uh, just in case you don't, reason and science, assisted by sensor science on the ship's part. Uh, this is only a difficulty zero because, you know, it's just that easy. Also because you guys need momentum. Things you don't want your GM to say for 2000. Okay, so that's uh, that's two momentum already. Uh, who's doing the ship? Oh, I can do ship. Okay. 
Uh, sensors. Sight. All right, so uh, three momentum overall. Very nice. So I'm going to push this over onto this map, and I'll describe what you're seeing. So as you go into this micro nebula, uh, you eventually sort of part a, I guess you would call it a bubble of somewhat clear space. And before you on the view screen is a metallic construct approximately six kilometers long. It matches no configurations on record. And again, even as you're like looking at it on the view screen, it's really hard to tell what it might be. It's vaguely ship-like in design, but it could just as easily be a massive station. It's almost as if someone took a bunch of ships or parts of them and just sort of threw them together until it forms some sort of a spire. And Locke, with three successes, you are able to determine that the signal is coming from a location about a kilometer deep uh, within this derelict structure. Um, interestingly, there appears to be active power sources and, more importantly, active dampening nearby the signal source. So you, if you wanted to go into the structure, uh, you would have to beam further out and navigate your way in. Assembly shielded, I'm not detecting any uniform architecture. It looks like the um, flea market of spaceships. The Sabine Expanse continues to surprise. Any sign of life? If you spend a momentum, I may answer that question. Wait, my one free question though, right? Oh yeah, right. You do have one free because you're science officer. So very so, specifically, uh, what is the wording of your question? Am I detecting any, um, yeah, any life forms? Life sign. Life sign. You are picking up what might be intermittent life signs, but they're very fleeting and ephemeral. Uh, for example, you'll try to lock onto one and either it will just disappear entirely or it'll turn out to be a, say, random juncture, uh, random juncture, a random expenditure of power on behalf of the structure. So there could be life signs on board, but again, it's nothing concrete. Uncertain, Captain. There's a lot of interference and false positives. It may be life or unfamiliar life signs, or it could just be the, the, the ship itself. It's such a, a mismatch. It's hard to distinguish the, the life signs from the other white noise and background radiation. Exo, oh. what's what are your thoughts? I believe we should attempt to uh, establish communication or find a passage of entry. They could be seeking assistance. We did receive a distress signal. Well, there's no indication that this is a distress signal. But Mr. Locke, continue to find uh, a nearest shuttle bay or safe transporter. Uh, coordinates as close to the signal as possible. Um, uh, Chief Tin, open hailing frequencies. Hailing frequencies open, sir. Uh, to the unidentified ship in this micronebula, I am Captain Barton Skull of the USS Ophion, representing the Federation of Planets. Can anyone he uh, hear me? So usually when a communication is not answered, there is sort of silence. This time, though, there is definitely the sound of static, like on a uh, an old TV. 
Tin, Drake, Locke, anything you can do with the signal? I'm putting it through a few algorithms to try to clear it up, but there's just a lot of signals. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Locke tries a few things, Tin tries a few things, and uh, nothing. All right. Mr. Panek, please prepare an away team. Uh, make it tactical-focused. That ship okay. is not natural. Natural, Captain? I don't know. Something about this ship makes me feel uneasy. Call it a gut feeling, and as our late doctor would often joke, I have two guts, so my feelings are usually accurate. I have dealt with these gut feelings before, Captain. Uh, I will... I will establish it in the way team, and then I'll, I'll nod and then leave the be the trouble list. All right, and while you're assembling the away team, uh, Drake, you can of course scan for weaponry. Uh, this would be a reason plus security, I believe, because reason plus anything seems to be the standard scam. And uh, let's make this a difficulty two, and the ship will assist with uh, we'll call sensor security. Okay. Also, I will apologize if any jet noise leaks through. Apparently, they're buzzing my house today. Uh, um, I don't think any applicable focuses, ship or tactical, wouldn't wouldn't work. Correct? Um, you know what? I'll be nice and say that uh, it could apply in this instance. All right. All right. Well, you get the two successes you need. Uh, so you're not detecting any active weaponry on this derelict structure. There are a few points where it looks like there might have been something like a torpedo bay or maybe a strip of phasers, but either they're just so defunct and out of date and just out of repair that they're useless, or uh, there are simply no active ways for this structure to, quote-unquote, attack the Ophion. Okay. Um... Um, is there anything with the hull composition that would prevent... Uh... Transportation. There's a series of revolver barrels over here, and all the hammers are at the other end of the ship. Yeah. Um, I would say, as long as you're not trying to beam directly to the signal source, you can find an appropriate room to beam into. But as Locke right. said, it is a very haphazard layout. All right. Um, before Drake leaves this post, uh, Captain, uh, I've detected spots where there could have been weapons. Um, I'll highlight them and, uh, leave them on the, uh, leave them on, uh, so that way you guys know what to look for in case things start lighting up. Thank you, Mr. Drake. And then Drake will leave his post and head with Panek to the turbo lift. All right, so, yeah, this comes to the away team. So who all is going? Obviously Panek and Drake, but who else? I volunteer Quakenbush. Okay, you're going to take Quakenbush over Mirthrin. Locke will go himself since it's to science the hell out of that thing. Okay. Hmm. All right, quick and push. I'd recommend over. taking Prag, Captain, for the engineering. I think that would be a wise idea. I can do Prag. Okay. Let me grab Prag. Where is he? There he is. Okay. There's Prag. Uh, anyone else?
Let's see, I think that's everyone. Yes. All right, and then I'm also going to give you guys uh, two ensigns. Uh, I'll leave the ghost oh boy. volunteer as a character. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to give you Ensign Rick. Uh, he is half Bajoran, half human. And uh, I'm also going to give you Ensign Claus, who is a Cation, because I'm totally original with Cation names, guys. So half Bajoran, half human means he looks absolutely no different than a regular Bajoran, right? Well, his ridges aren't as pronounced on his nose, and he still wears the Bajoran earring. But yeah, it's it's not a very distinguishable species. Like Bajoran, if they'd existed in the original series, pretty much. Just, yeah, they paint on the little brow Actually, yeah, they, they probably would have just like painted on little ridges on the nose. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, so before I switch you guys' maps and put you into this structure, I need to know, are you taking any extra equipment? Are you, say, bringing transporter enhancers or phaser rifles or armor? You know, anything that I should be made aware of that you're taking with you. I don't um, think we've question. had sufficient cause to escalate phaser rifles yet. Yeah, I'd, I'd say just like standard not, you know, in -game tricorder rounds. and phaser complement. Um, Drake, Drake will ask... If he can bring, if heavier weapons would be required, that would be a Panek call, I believe. Correct. Lieutenant, I, I don't actually, though, some pattern enhancers would make sense because we know that hmm. the area around the source is dampened. But in theory, uh, if we uh, shut down the source of interference, we'd be able to be beam. I do not believe phaser rifles. Uh, we have received sufficient cause to bring phaser rifles. Uh, Lieutenant, uh, I appreciate your enthusiasm, however, and will be noted. All right, so just so you know, a pattern enhancer kit, excuse me, is an opportunity cost of one. Um, I'm going to assume that Prag comes with a free engineering kit. Cool. Uh, but unless one of you spends a momentum to take a med kit, I don't believe you guys will have a med kit. Well, no, we're so good at medicine anyway. Well, I think we should just have some pattern enhancers standing by in the transporter room. If we need them, we can be in them right outside the interference area. And that might... we, we haven't had a funeral scene yet anyway. I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So, Transporter chief will set up the. I known he was the most human. Panic <laughs> from his coffin says, "I heard that you." Just to like, the transporter chief will keep the trend. Will keep the pattern enhancers standing by. Understood. Alrighty, so this is where uh, you're gonna want to zoom out when I switch you over to maps to find your token. Uh, again, we are using uh, both dynamic lighting and fog of war. So uh, hopefully base you'll be able to see a certain distance with your flashlights or whatever you're bringing for a light source. Um, but it should also provide a way for like you to turn a corner and then you look back and you're not able to see what's behind the corner. That sort of thing. Um, but let me find you on the overlay. There you I'm going to do a note down in my first officer's log that Ensign Rick looks like a smug prick. <laughs> I mean, he, he literally is the smuggest prick you could ever think of. So, um, 
But yeah, uh, as you beam in, I do have something to read. So you materialize in a room about seven meters square. The air is stale, but breathable. Um, and your ears pick up the occasional sound of creaking from deeper into the structure. So pretty much standard spaceship, uh, you know, ambience, if you would imagine. Um, the only lighting besides that of your flashlights are strips of dim, flickering red lights set into the walls. There's some sort of unidentifiable refuse in one of the corners. Uh, you know, just imagine your typical digits and or widgets and doodads. And there's also what appears to be some sort of skull-like iconography inlaid into the metal floor. The only exit to the room is currently sealed by what could be a blast door, uh, approximately three meters across. And there is a panel that is next to the door, which might prove useful. Prag will investigate the panel. Okay. Uh, Lieutenant Locke, uh, can you scan to check the structural stability of the adjacent rooms? I'm uncertain if I really want to know the answer to this. This place is horrific. I think I've played this holodeck simulation and it always ends in people um, having their skin flayed off, worn by the alien. Keep your head in uh, Firmly check in reality, please, Lieutenant. Bullions are such pansies. (laughs) Uh, Drake will look down at the floor. Hmm. Grail iconography, too. Oh, and wings and blood drops. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, you'll have to excuse me. I, I literally use the uh, the Space Hulk tile system here, so there oh, are I know. Be, there, there's definitely going to be some 40k elements that I just could not hide. Uh, the uh, skull iconography is it humanoid? Um, it is. Yes, it is vaguely humanoid. But if I had to describe it, it is as if you took a snake skull and a human skull and went boom into one. Hmm. Um. This is horrific. Um, I think I said that already. Yes, and I already Great. called you a pansy. Let's move on, shall we? Um, insight and engineering for the door panel? All right, well, there's two ways we can do this. Either you can spend some time to sort of study the design, or you can sort of rely on your engineering expertise and just go in and try to get it open. Hmm. Um, Prague's always struck me as a headstrong guy, so he's going to dive right in. Okay. In that case, it's going to be a control plus engineering. Uh, the difficulty will be a two, and this will succeed at cost. So, obviously, if you get two, great. If you don't get two, I get threat. Jury rigging for I would say this applies here, yes. Ooh. So... That's going to be... I'm actually going to take a complication here, but I'm not going to tell you what the complication is. Uh, so, Prag, you spend five, ten minutes. I mean, it's taken you quite a while to sort of rewire the panel. And as Prag is doing this, the rest of you, you know, sort of take stock of your situation, take a look around, run some scans. And lock specifically, you're going to hear... A very distant scream, but only you, Locke. And my character screen... has sensitive hearing. I know, but only Locke. Okay. <laughs> and to sort of qualify the type of like scream, like imagine a blood curdling woman in a horror movie type scream. I jump noticeably and kind of, what was that? 
Where did that come from? Yep, keep, uh, keep still. I'm you just now. I have to redo this coupling. Yeah, Quake and Bush like immediately sort of gets into a sort of ready stance with the phaser, looking around to see what spooked lock. Okay. Well, uh, what is? Uh... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say you. I was just gonna say he doesn't see anything of note in this room. It's pretty pretty nondescript. What is it, left hand? What has? Yeah, pretty much that's what I'm gonna ask. But tell him, what did he see? Uh oh, did we lose lock? Uh, I'm not sure. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Yes. Uh, what did what did you hear? I just um, blood curling scream. It, didn't you hear it? You must have heard it. It was echoing. I have not received any auditory uh, in, uh, um, auditory inclination that we have heard such a thing. I didn't notice anything either. Um, Are you still hearing it, Lieutenant? No, it just uh, echoed and. Um, sounded like a uh, some sort of a uh, woman or more uh, higher pitched voice screaming, blood curling, like those uh, hollow vids I was mentioning. Watching, you sure your imagination isn't getting away from you? It is perfectly uh, viable that he is standing in such a position where uh, sound waves could be directed only to him. And uh, I'll just check out above and below him, kind of where he's standing. Okay. Mm, or something. Uh, better safe than sorry. And Quake and Bush will just do like a quick like scope of the area to see if there was like hidden vents or something that they missed. Well, the good news, you look up and sure enough, right above lock, there is an open vent. Huh. Well, that might be you have something to do with it. And Quake and Bush will sort of whip out his tricorder and sort of do some scan, see if he can work out it, what it is exactly. Okay. Uh, why don't you roll me a... Let's do an insight security here. Uh, we'll right. call this a difficulty two. Oh, there you go. There you go. So, um, I, don't, eh, I didn't put the vents on this map because I thought it looked way too busy, but... I will say you are able to map about 30 meters of conduit. And if it comes up uh, where it's relevant to the room you're in, I will tell you about it. Uh, but for the moment, you're just seeing that the ventilation system seems to be as haphazardly arranged as the interior of the structure is. So I guess the main ticket item is you're not seeing any life signs. You're also not detecting, like, say blood or things of that nature hmm. uh, well this ventilation system makes about as much sense as the exterior of the ship i mean i can't even tell which rooms this thing leads into well then let's try this damn door and it's right about then that the door Finally. uh parts in the middle through a seamless seam it just sort of goes and it opens and hopefully you my... guys should now be able to see into the hallway yeah I've got my phaser pistol up, and then I point at the security officers. Uh, standard defensive formation. Yep, Wagon Bush will take point. Okay, so uh, the door obviously opens to reveal a long corridor that extends into darkness, 
And to your immediate left is another. Is Benedict Cumberbatch? <laughs> yeah. Uh, to your left is another sealed door, which hopefully you can see. But uh, yeah, uh, all I would ask is that you sort of limit yourselves to about 30. I think it's. What did I do for range? If you could limit yourself to about. Uh, we'll say 10 meters of movement at any given time. That way, you know, you're not going too far ahead of the others. Oh, yes, if you don't have the ability to move the red shirts, I can certainly do that. One second. I'm going to stick in the middle. The colored person always dies horribly early on in this sort of situation. Oh, yeah. All right, you guys should now be able to control the NPCs. Yep. All right. So, uh, go ahead and move up uh, where you'd like to go, and, uh, you know, move the NPCs appropriately. So, yeah, uh, now that you're a little bit closer, uh, Quake and Bush, you are able to see that there is a red-tinted room uh, directly down the hallway, but, uh, yeah, no no real, real light besides the stuff you brought with you. Hmm. Well, shall we leave the closed door for now and go investigate the mysterious red room? I follow. I'll follow wherever you guys go. You guys have the better guns. Any indication, Mr. Locke, of the signal's direction? Can I, oh, that's a good point. We can, pro- uh, we can, we can uh, get a beat on the signal from here. Let's see. It would be to on this map to the south. All right, south door it is then. Yeah, that direction to the left. It's a little south in space. Quackenbush will cover Prague as he tries to open it. Okay. Um, right about now, Skull's just going to call Pinek just to make sure that the way team arrived safely. Can Pinek hear me? Yes, he can hear you. All right. Ophion to Spinek. Uh, away team here, Captain. Just ensuring that you guys made it in all right. Uh, the transporter chief seems to have put us in a uh, stable hold, and we are not currently sucking back here. That seems like a new idiom from you, Mr. Pinek. I think you've been hanging around uh, Mr. Quakenbush a little too much. Just regular check-ins, please. I Captain. Craig will work on this door now. Okay. So go ahead and roll me another control engineering, unless you want to spend time to inspect it. Mm, sure. I sort of embarrassed myself at the last one. It'll be a little care. Uh, cont- uh, insight plus engineering? Yeah, this time it would be insight engineering, and the difficulty is actually going to be a three, but if you succeed, I will lower the difficulty to open all future doors. Ooh, in which case, I'll spend a momentum on this for an extra dice. Um, would jury rigging still apply? I'll let it happen, yeah. <sighs> ah, that's Frag. a complication. And uh, the complication is, uh, this time, Drake, uh, you are hearing <laughs> much, you know, same lines as Locke, so no one else really hears this. Um, you are hearing what would be... Equivalent to a shroud going on and off. But it's a very brief sound. It's like someone deshrouds, then reshrouds. Okay. Um, 
before saying anything, Drake will kind of turn around and look at Panek because the uh, pointy ears hear things better than human ears. Mm-hmm. If he makes no motion whatsoever of hearing it, um, then Drake will kind of ignore it and just continue to look down the hallway. Okay. Also, you got really quiet. I don't know if that's... Uh... Oh, my, my mic was away from my mouth because I, I just got handed food to eat. So Ah, I got um... you. All right. Well, uh, unless any of you wander from the group, we'll say, Prag, you are indeed able to get this door open eventually. And you see, yet again, more corridor. All righty. Down we go. I'm resisting the urge to search for traps. <laughs> Starfleet officers do not search for traps. <laughs> All right, so uh, now that you're able to see the sort of crossroads, um, you, of course, come upon a four-way intersection. And at the center appears to be some sort of grating that leads under the deck plating. Uh, interestingly, or perhaps horrifyingly, I don't know, you play your characters as your characters, uh, the grate and the surrounding area is coated in dried crimson blood. Well, something untoward happened here, obviously. Quakenbush says as he sort of goes up and starts sort of scanning the blood to see if he can get a read on what species it's from. Okay. Maybe um, this is by the kitchen. It could be the uh, disposable vent for their meals. Let's see. I'm going to say, since uh, none of you are really skilled, at least to my knowledge, uh, I'm going to make this a reason medicine at difficulty three. All righty. Just going to move Quake and Bush back there. I'm <clears throat> uh, just checking if I've got any. Yeah, no, no focuses that don't really work. No, I don't got a medicine either. I, I went from one extreme to the other. A character with a really high medicine down to a character that has the lowest medicine I could possibly give <laughs> <get> him. <laughs> All right, I'll spend momentum to get three dice and see if that helps. Okay. Nope. Uh, unfortunately not. Uh... I, I will say that you are able to determine that it's at least not human blood, but uh, it is definitely some sort of, uh, I, I guess you would say, uh, I guess it's copper-based. I forget what the actual like chemical composition of blood is, but... Iron-based. Uh, iron because it's you. red for rust. Yeah, yeah it, well, it is it definitely does appear, Well, it does appear to be hemoglobin-based, at least. Yeah, uh, copper would be bulk and, and green. Gotcha. Also, also octopuses. Yes. Um, can we tell how this is like recent or ancient? Can we like get any sort of like age or determination from it? Uh, if he had gotten more successes, maybe. But with one, nah. Unfortunately, it just looks like dried blood. I'm beginning to remember that I hadn't updated my will since we left Boolean space. Hmm. Haven't added chats here to it. I think it was too early to add her to the well. <laughs> Probably the better I didn't update it. Um, well, is this where a, to now, Lock? Is this a door off to the... Uh, yes. Huh? So uh, you are seeing a door to uh, your right and to your left. And you're seeing to the south on this map that the corridor seems to open up into a much larger room. 
But also of interest is you are seeing the beginnings of a blood trail uh, that sort of goes through the door to your left on this map. And Locke, when you uh, when you go to scan for directions, uh, your tricorder reports three different directions. So it seems you've sort of entered the dampening effect of a radius of effect. So it's um, I'm experiencing some sensor scattering. Can't quite a clear read on the distortion field. It could be um, coming from any direction. Well, personally, I vote for that one. Uh, Quaking Bush says, pointing at the blood trail. Leave it to the security guy to head to the place where there's the most blood. Yep, most blood means either victims in need of rescuing or someone who can help. Uh, officers, would that mean the blood is dra um, trailing to that place or being dragged away from? Either way, worth investigating. Um, Drake, Drake will actually go over and look to answer Locke's question. If it looks like the blood is trailing towards this direction or away from this direction. Uh, insight security, difficulty one. Sounds like a plan. Um. Yeah, I don't think any of my uh, my focuses will help with this, unless hand to hand combat, hand phasers. Um, yeah. No, all right, worth a shot. Oh, right, there we go. You get a momentum. Very nice. Uh, this is a blood trail through the door away from where you are currently. So someone was dragged through this door, bleeding. Uh, like literally through the door. Um, the blood trail does splatter a little bit on the uh, lower half of the door, but it's not like someone phased through the door. Um, Drake will turn around. Uh, to answer your question, Lieutenant, uh, looks like the blood trail originated here, and uh, somebody was dragged through that door. Possibly literally through the door, but, you know. Okay. Um, well, so we'll let the captain know what we found before we go through, though. Uh, indeed. Uh, connect to Ophion. Do I hear it? Yep. Uh, it's a little bit staticky, but you are still able to hear it. Skull here. Pinek, go ahead. We seem to have entered the nexus of the signal dampening field. Uh, keep that in mind. Uh, please try to maintain uh, transporter lock as much as possible. We've also found indications of, uh, of violence and uh, perhaps injury. Uh, we have found a blood trail leading into a off of a uh, corridor. We are now attempting to investigate. Understood, Understood Commander. Proceed with caution. I captain. Neck out. Very well, gentlemen. Uh, Frag. I'll motion to the door. Uh, defensive positions around the door, please. All right, sir. All right. So, Frag, uh, it's still a difficulty to control engineering. No, sure. Let the small defenseless poor 
tell her I go first. Oh, yes, I'm the smart one. Can can I can I assist? Uh yeah, I'll say you can assist. Okay. It would also be a uh, control engineering for you, unless you have a good argument for something else. Um. Well, I was gonna I was gonna ask for security, uh, being I have a focus in infiltration. Oh well, you know what? Sure, let's have that apply. Okay. Sweet. Hey, Any look chance? at Prague. Nice. Any chance to use security? <laughs> nice. So I believe you guys are now at four momentum overall. That's correct. All right. So. Ha, finally! Apparently all I have to do is grumble hard enough. These doors open for you. Well, sure enough, uh, it does open, and uh, you are immediately treated to the sight of... Quite a bit of dry blood, like uh, almost as if someone were to take a human, drain all the blood out of him, and just sort of throw it there onto the deck. But uh, yeah, it is just big old blood spatter right there in the hallway. Uh, Drake will look at the uh, blood smatter, turn around to Panek. Uh, looks like someone was uh, exsanguinated here. I'm just kind of like dryly look at him and then look look down the hallway. Okay. Uh, to your right is that red-tinted room that you saw before, and to your left is hopefully what you should be able to see is a dimly lit blue-tinted room. Yep. So to the north, there's no power, but to the south, it does look to be a somewhat power source active. Uh, Pinnacle motions it that will continue to the left. Alrighty. Alrighty, what do we see? Alright, so as you uh, get closer to this... Uh, let's see. Alright, so this room uh, contains bits of unknown technology, very similar to the room you beamed into. Uh, however, this these bits seem to be a lot more functional. Um, you're able to maybe identify bits of a power cell or maybe a bit of uh, self-sealing stem bolts, you know, things of that nature. Um, but what's probably most important is that on either side of the walls, so to the left side of the room and to the right side of the room, those sort of pods you're seeing are, in fact, cryogenic pods. Now, one of them, the one to the right on the map, uh, has its cover shattered. And the other one, the one to the left, uh, seems to be heavily frosted over, and yet it seems to be functional. Um, you're hearing a sort of very soft refrigeration type sound, and there is a working console that blinks turquoise symbols next to it. Uh, Drake will make a comment before anybody else can of, hmm, how very Noonian sing. Hmm. Uh, Commander, there's something alive in here. Give the wide berth, gentlemen. Uh, Lieutenant Locke, See what you, see what you uh, can find out with a scan, Prague. I want you to uh, want you to try to uh, discern where the power source is coming from. Yes, sir. Uh, I'll point the security officers. Um, take up take up uh, positions at the at the doors. Okay. There and as Drake has found, there is another blood trail reading at uh, leading through another door. Uh, so, Locke, uh, what are you doing with the, um, the console, if anything? 
Well, first I want to check the pod, like the the, the dead pod. Mm-hmm. It, you said it was shattered? Uh, yes. Shattered in or out? I'm going to say for free, uh, it's shattered from the inside. So something broke out. Okay, and there's no body or skeleton that remains inside? Not that you're seeing, no. All right, so I'm going to go to the console and just kind of the, the active and tap into the tap into it with the tricorder and see if I can pull up kind of a a diagnostic log. Okay. So I would like you to roll me a let's do a control plus either science or engineering, and I'm going to make the difficulty here a two. Two. Checking it down quickly. He need with a computer expertise talent. Would that count because it's a computer? Um, Programmer study of a computer system? I'll let it happen, sure. Let me... How much momentum do we have? We have four. So I'm going to get uh, spend a momentum to get an extra die, in addition to one from my computer. Um, mm. Wow! So that is you are up oh. to max momentum. Actually, nice. So, uh, Locke, as you tap into the console with your tricorder and start messing around with the logs, uh, you are able to see. Only two events. Uh, the first event is a portion of a log. And the log says something that is untranslatable by the Universal Translator, except for one word in particular. And that word is Nebarius. And I'm going to put that in chat. Um, so the word Nebarius is going to be translated. Well, at least phonetically anyway. Um, the other thing you're able to pick up is the second log, uh, details the, uh, pod's activation and it uses a time signature or a time stamp that does not correspond to any on record. But, uh, I would say because you got so many successes, uh, you easily think to check to compare it to the current date, um, whatever is in this pod was quote unquote sealed away uh, approximately 10 years ago. So whatever happened here is fairly recent in both, well, relatively speaking, this isn't uh, anything related to Shabarjas or the other progenitor races. So whatever's going on here could still be going on. Uh, can you date the oxidation of the blood to determine when that occurred? Um, I can try. That'll be hard since we don't know what the atmosphere recycling is here or the uh, composition of the blood. We don't really have a baseline sample, but I could see what uh, I can just do. Just collect what data you can, Lieutenant. I don't need excuses. <laughs> yeah, um, scan the blood and see what I can. Okay, so that's going to be the same thing. Uh, reason medicine, difficulty three. And uh, the one other thing I uh, forgot to feed you was that... Uh, in interfacing with the console, you would know that there is a power cell in the room uh, that is currently fully charged and could be taken with you if you so wanted to take it with you. 
but obviously that would power down the pod and maybe kill whatever is in it. While Locke scurries away to look at blood again, um, I'd like to see if I can't tap into the power systems and just try to get an overall map of this at least section of the ship. Okay. See if I can find a warp core or engine central power source. Okay. Uh, why don't we have you roll a reason plus engineering? I'm also going to make this a difficulty three. All right. I'll take a momentum on this. Right, so... I took a momentum as well, so we're down to okay. four. Yeah. Understood. Nope. Unable to determine anything about the blood. I'm getting some information, but I, I can't clarify how old. Hey, look at that. All right, so Prag, I'm going to briefly move your token about here because that'll give you fog of war. Give me a second here to... Okay. All right, so first things first, you're going to see this room. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to see this room down here. And then you're also going to see part of this room here. Eh, a little bit more. That room there. And that's the extent of your uh, sort of mapping of the power system. Okay. Now, sir, right, right to the door to to the door to our south appears to be, I don't know, some sort of deep vent shaft, possibly possibly an access corridor. Might even be an F. Might even be an elevator shaft. Don't know yet. Um, there's a couple other rooms, but other than that, everything just, the power system just sort of stops. There's, I can't find a central power source, power source for this system. Intriguing. Lieutenant Locke, uh, can you determine if the signal, uh, even with the dampening field, is above or below us or on the same level as we currently are? This time, Locke, I'm going to let you roll a reason plus science, and I'm going to make the difficulty a four. So it is possible. Is that four momentum? Uh, so I think four. one die. One, um, focused scans for a focus? or Yeah, that'd apply. Target is... If you get lucky. Wow. wow. Ooh, very nice. So yeah, you uh, you get that momentum right back, and sure and enough, was... Locke, uh, you are detecting that, and I'm gonna very briefly put you on this map. So bear with me. You'll see that room, and that's where the power source is coming from. So hopefully, with fog of war, that uh, showed up properly for you. Let's see, yep. did it reveal for you? It did not. All right, give me one second. Uh, I saw briefly, but yeah, it's. Uh, I am detecting. It's a. Uh, there we this go. This angle. There we go. Now you should have fog of war. And this uh, this door to, uh, to the south of us leads down, like it's a shaft. Uh, or... it leads both up and down. Ah. Is uh, the sir? What if, uh, am I detecting anything? Is it on the same level as us, or above or below? Uh, it is, thankfully, on the same level. Uh, Commander. Yes, Lieutenant. I mean, I'm Chief. If I'm reading this right, looks like the room to our north, that where that red, where that weird red light was coming from. 
Might be some sort of study hall library place. Permission to check it out, sir. Uh, permission granted. Take um, take uh, Lieutenant Drake and Ensign uh, Clay's with you. Uh, the rest of you will continue with me. We'll we'll uh, retrace our steps back to the right and south in an attempt to uh, discover the location of this signal. Maintain calm status. Open calm signals, please. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Go ahead and uh, move a little bit where you'd like to go. Um, and we leave Mark alone to... in the room with the cryogenically <laughs> frozen thing. Yeah. Yeah, we so... don't even bother investigating that. That's hilarious. Yeah, so Quake and Bush, your group stops there. Uh, Locke, where are you going? Sorry, I was still on the button we don't understand and accidentally kill something while trying to get it out of hypersleep. Alright, uh, let's handle uh, the group to our left first, so if you guys would care to go into the room. Alright. Alright, so the room that you're in is very similar in dimensions to the one you first beamed in, so 7 meters by 7 meters. Um, the big difference, though, is that unlike the useless bits of tech that it were in the first room, uh, there are two unpowered consoles of some sort in the corners, and much to Prague's sort of intuition, um, even just looking at sort of the layout of these consoles, Prague is able to determine that these are connected to some sort of data storage unit. Now, that said, they are currently missing a power cell, but you do know where power cell is. Yeah, so that power cell is currently connected to the active uh, stasis pod, correct? Yep. Mm. Um, did the inactive or did the broken uh, stasis unit have a power cell? Uh, no. The power cell, I probably should have been more clear. The power cell was feeding both pods. Oh, okay. Uh, so we either wake up the person and hope that they are a person or we try to find an alternate power source. It's a big ship. These things aren't going anywhere. I say we continue our search. Unless, that is, you're too scared. I'm cautious. Hmm. Good luck. Um, <clears throat> while uh, looking around the room, uh, Drake mm -hmm. will, will kind of say over his shoulder, uh, now remember, Chief, uh, Lieutenant Locke does outrank you. Yes, Lieutenant. Still, I still think he's a bit of a wuss, though. No offense, <laughs> Lieutenant. I, I'm taken. Kind of some offense, but that's my racial prerogative as a Tellerite. Uh, but again, Chief, it's always good to have worry warts around, so people like me don't accidentally step on the wrong thing while, you know, guarding people like you. Yes, sir. You are a Tellerite. I take it as a compliment. You just hear me sputter a little under my breath, and then I'll shut up. <laughs> yeah, because you do know, Lieutenant, if he didn't like you, he would probably be nice to you. And if he wasn't complaining, I'd be really scared. Exactly. All right. So, uh... 
I mean, do you linger in the room? Do you meet back up with the others? What's the play for you guys? Well, if nothing's active and we don't have a power cell, I'm going to head. I'm going to go right. Well, nothing here yet. Let's go back. Okay. Hey, so we're continuing on down south. Yep, and we'll say that uh, for sake of argument, you do meet up with everyone else before you head south, just to make it a little bit easier on uh, on the map here. All right. So uh, you again kind of see the room sort of expands open uh, as you sort of peek your head inside, and you're just sort of seeing a very large but open room and i guess i should say that uh this room is in fact immaculate it's too clean um it's it's as if someone has recently come through here and not only scrubbed the deck plates and the corridor walls but just being in this room something feels wrong but you can't really put your finger on what and I would say even with your tricorders, you're, again, not detecting any life, any active power, things of that nature. Uh, Has anything affected my telepathy so far? Uh, not as of yet. Right. Um, Drake will kind of shudder. Man, this, this room reminds me of a hospital ship. My beard's tingling. It raises the question, if the bloodstains weren't serious enough to clean up, why did they clean this place? Curious series of events, to be sure. Uh, but we will not find answers sitting here. Does, does the You mentioned that it's clean, but does the overall structure seem like fresh out of a dry dock clean? Or is the structure itself uh, you know, slightly damaged, bent, aged, rusted? Uh, I would say the former. I mean, this looks brand spanking new. Um, I'm going to take out my tricorder mm. and see if I can't get a, a metallurgical dec um, metallurgical decomposition decomposition nope decomposing no I'm I'm looking to test uh, the age of the metal has it rusted oh. degraded um, that sort of thing seeing if you can get conflicting readings from the tricorder to what you're seeing right precisely. Um, I believe that would be a reason engineering. Uh, okay. I'll make this a difficulty two. Reason engineering. Um, I'm guessing this is probably not holog holographic in nature, so I don't have a... That's all right. Control engineer. I mean, if it was holographic, we'd probably immediately pick up the photonic energy in, in oh. the ambient area. Right. Yeah. No uh, idea. Yeah, you've got no idea. Commander, this section of this ship looks like it just left Starbase. But I can't get a reading from this glitch and tricorder either way. All right, so Drake, stop right there. Um, so... that, that's why I only went one past the corner, because I yeah. figured there was something. <laughs> so all of you this time, now here uh, from the walls, you hear skittering as if something with many many legs or is otherwise bulky in some way or fashion is skittering through conduits in the walls and you know you look around and you you just sort of get yourselves in de defensive positions and 
Drake, you're going to see popping out of, at least I think you may be able to see this, uh, popping out of vents on the walls, there is a creature that is just on the edge of your vision. And one second. Uh, let's see, can you see it now? I think you can. Yeah, I, I could see it, barely see it before. Now it kind of looks like you've shaded it. Yes. Okay, so what you're seeing is a jet black serpentine creature. Of it course. has these sort of bioluminescent purple frills, and you're guessing it's about two meters in length. And its eyes and its mouth are uh, glowing with light, very similar to its frills. And before you really can, you know, say more than, hey, look, there's a thing, uh, we are going to jump into initiative order. Okay, just for the record, I do say something to the effect of, hey, look, a thing. Uh, whether it's uh, commander this way or something along those lines, but yeah, I do issue a warning. Uh, would I have to wait till my turn, and would it be like an action or something to calm the Ophion? Um, I'm going to say it would depend on the length of the conversation. If it was a very brief exchange, uh, I would say it could be on anyone's turn. Um, but if this is going to be more than, say, 30 seconds of talking, then it will be your action. No, I'm just going to be like, Ophion, we've encountered a life form. Acknowledged. Friendly? Unknown. Screaming. And then I'll, I'll knee, kneel and take my and point my phaser rifle in that position. Okay. Understood. Captain, I don't know if it's friendly. I'm going to shoot it anyways. <laughs> That's, that, that was going to be my plan, but okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, initiative full of blood trails. Large, bioluminescent alien in the walls. All right, well, who is going first among the players, I guess, is the question. Uh, I, I guess I will. Okay, what you doing? Drake would make sense. I will call out to them and say, this is your only warning. Are you friendly or foe? And I already have my uh, type 2 out. Okay. So you get an answer, and that answer is in a stunning feat of agility. This creature, whatever it is, lunges the distance between you in a few seconds. Like, more, way more quick than you were expecting. Way, way faster. And it actually lunges right up to you and attempts to bite the ever-loving hell out of you. So, Wonderful. Uh, let me... Nice knowing you, Drake. Welcome to the group. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, the good news is, is that uh, it does not hit you at all. So it just kind of runs up to you, gnashes its teeth, but you're, you're able to you know, dodge out of the way or otherwise maneuver yourself in such a way that despite the surprising feat of agility, um, that you are unharmed by whatever the hell this thing is. Cool. I think Quakenbush is immediately going to respond to that by aiming a phaser at it. Okay. Uh, do Was me calling out my action, or can I take an action? Um, let's have you do an action. Okay. Uh, then I am going to uh, shoot it with the, with the Type 2. Okay. Now I'm semi-confident in saying I think there are rules for shooting into melee. Um, okay. Let me see if I, I mean, can find them real fast, but if not, we'll just... I, I was going to say, actually, knowing Quackenbush is kind of, like, right behind me, 
Uh, instead of shooting my phaser, I'll try to kick it away from me to get some distance. Mm -hmm. uh, if that would be better and easier and all that kind of jazz. Okay. Uh, uh, yes, in fact, just so we all know, there is a plus one difficulty if there's an enemy within reach of the attacker. So okay. you are in Ruth and Reach. So you using ranged would be um, at an increased difficulty. Gotcha. Then um, then I'll just go with plan B, which is I'll just try to kick it away for me to get some separation. Okay. Well, that's just going to be your unarmed strike. So daring plus security. And uh, it is, of course, contested. Uh, but the difficulty you're shooting for is a one. Okay. And uh, I know I have an applicable focus with hand-to-hand -hand combat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you uh, you actually now have two floating momentum. So, would you care to spend that two floating momentum on anything in particular, like damage or penetration or things of that nature? Um. Yeah, I'll go. I'll do damage. Okay. Uh, it is one dice for one damage. Okay. Um. Alternatively, you could spend one dice for two resistance. Or um, you could actually just wait to see what you roll and then re-roll damage with one. I think there's a handout. I think. Yes, there's combat momentum spends is a handout. Okay. Um, I think I'll just roll and then see where we're at from there. Okay. If nothing else, this is a fact-finding mission so that way everybody else knows how good their resistance is. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, damage for unarmed is... One plus your security. Sweet. And if you roll an effect, they are effectively knocked down. Wonderful. I kind of like the idea of that. All right. So yeah, you uh, you give this thing a good kick, and uh, it sort of, uh, we'll say, goes to about here with the kick. It sort of sprawls itself across the floor. But okay. uh, yeah, you you gave it a good kick, but. Uh, it immediately just sort of hisses back at you, and it is now going to be the creature's turn. And uh, can I? Oh, go ahead. Can I keep the initiative using quick action? Actually, if you have that, yes, you can actually do that instead. So, who would be going next? Probably Quackenbush. Yeah. Yep. I'm intending to aim a phaser straight at it. Okay, so aiming would be your minor, and that would let you re-roll any of the attack dice. Useful. Yep. So, daring plus security? Uh, no, it is control security for ranged. Alright. And the difficulty is a 2. Where? Are, what page is the modifiers on again? The modifiers are on... For, I'm assuming, like, ranged and stuff like that is what you're asking? Yeah. Um, let's see. I believe it is on page 174 of the PDF. Yep, and I'll spend Thank a momentum you. to get an extra die. Okay. Yeah. Oh my. So I'm going to take threat instead of the complication. And yeah, you, you fire off uh, a phaser shot at whatever the hell this thing is, and even though it is prone on the ground, it snakes out of the way of your shot. And uh, now, on the creature's turn, because you can only keep initiative once... Um, Next to Prague, uh, literally, well, I guess all around Prague, uh, these creatures burst out of the wall. And uh, the one nearest to Prague will, in fact, uh, try to bite you. 
but it fails horribly. So, you know, even the surprise uh, attack, Prag, you're just like, no, go away. Yeah. Um, it is the player's turn again. Uh, I'll uh, go. Look, you look like you're in the most danger. Oh, I should probably scroll up and look at that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought there was just one we were dealing with for a second. No, there's two more. Uh, yeah, Locke, you could put that training Shatsu taught you to good use, right? <laughs> sure. Uh, Don't make out with them now, okay? <laughs> yeah, which training? Uh, which which level of training? Actually, Locke's going to step back and uh, actually ape neck shot. Okay. Uh, Commander, uh, upper body, aim high. Focus fire. Uh, can I go? Uh, do, 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 do. uh, if I remember assist correctly, oh, there it is, it's on page 173. Uh, do, 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 do. Oh no, our red shirts. During the nominated allies task, so whenever you go, uh, it's, it doesn't say you go now. Uh, it just means that Locke can assist you on the roll. Hmm. Okay, so I have to wait till my next turn. Correct. Mm-hmm. We might as well keep the apes, but we have six uh, momentum, so we might as well spend a couple to retain the initiative. Okay. So you would go down to four, and uh, I'm guessing, Panek, you'd go in, in that uh, in that instance? Yeah. Um, I'm going to take... Can I, can I charge as my minor action? Uh, I believe charging is... Uh, wouldn't you know it? There isn't charge anywhere, unless I'm not seeing it anywhere. Uh, it is the uh, minor actually. Uh, forms a prepare minor action before attacking with this weapon. They may add one of the following weapon damage effects: area intense, piercing two, or vicious one. I want to add vicious one to it, and then shoot the one to the left of uh, me and lock upper left. Okay. Uh, that's control security, right? Correct. And it is difficulty too, but Locke is assisting on this. Uh, would team dynamics come into play? Oh yeah, most definitely. Ooh. Yeah, so even with Locke's help, um, unless you want to spend determination to re-roll that, yeah. Even, uh, even with Locke's help, I mean, you fire off a shot, but this thing is wily. And uh, on this turn, uh, we come back around to the creatures, whatever the hell they are. Uh, this one is going to lunge at our lovely Ensign. And yay, uh, Bishop, if you could roll me a Daring plus Security. Uh, I need uh, you identity. to beat uh, a 2, otherwise you are going to take 1 damage. Alright, I, I will trust in my extremely high stats and specialties in this regard. No, they failed me! Yeah, so unfortunately, uh, you this thing lunges at you and it gets a big old glomp onto your shoulders. And the effect is, so you take one damage, but the effect is you are now considered uh, restrained by this uh, creature. So I guess you would you would qualify it as a grapple, and uh, grapple rules are on page 175. 
And basically what that means is if you attempt the, well, the only thing you can attempt is breaking free. And that is a difficulty two fitness plus security. And the grappling creature can just keep attacking you, which uh, lowers uh, its difficulty. Or no, it, uh, it gets one bonus momentum. Okay. Needless to say, snake thing, it's wrapped around your head, it's biting you, it's not fun. Um, but we come back around to the players. I believe we have Prag, uh, Rick, and Claws are all up. Uh, on the plus side, I get one bonus momentum on all melee attacks against the grapple creature. That you do. Uh, Useful. Um, Prag oh, will... I actually, no, sorry, it gets that against me because I'm the one who's grappled. Uh, yes. Uh, Prag's going to step away okay. and let out a small curse word and try to uh, phaser the one that just bit him. Okay. Or tried to bite him. Right. Control plus security. Yeah, control security and uh, let's see what happens. Oh, my two worst stats. Well, control's not bad. Hey, you hit it. Go ahead and roll me some damage. All right. And that's range plus security? Uh, it is your... Is it just... You have a type 2, yeah? Yeah, that's right. And I believe it's 3 plus your security. Okay, so 4 total. Dice pool 4. Ooh. Uh, well, that... You rolled a... How many dice? That's... Well, no, wow. you rolled a you rolled a task, not uh, not oh, damage. Oh, I rolled. Oops. Yeah. My bad. Let's try that again, shall we? Um. So five. Let's see. Actually, I wonder. Three plus security is. Five. If you hit the roll damage button, it should. Well, yeah, it looks I... like it's not adding uh, your security to that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So security two. So five dice total. There you go. Oh, that's yeah. better. Gonna use your roll. So yeah, uh, Prag, you fire off a shot at whatever the hell this thing is, and would you be stunning or killing? Uh, considering that he... No, I'm following Starfleet protocol, so I stun. Okay, so this thing is down for the count. It goes completely limp, but still alive on the floor. Haha! <laughs> Got one of ya! Alright. And would you guys retain initiative, or are we going to the creature's turn? Uh, probably they're the creatures. Yeah, they're only NPCs. Okay. All right, so uh, this one up here, it's going to lunge at our Cation friend. And Cation friend needs to roll me a 2d20. I'll do that for sake of argument. Uh, <laughs> yes, it actually passes. Uh, so the Ensign is very similarly to Drake, is able to sort of dodge out of the way and prevent being bitten by whatever the hell this thing is. Um, but we come back around to the player's turn, so either Rick or your Cation friend. Uh, which of those would you guys like to move first? Uh, let's go with uh, Claws, because he's currently actually in melee with the thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. So is he meleeing? Is he stepping back and firing? What's, what's, what's the play for him? I would think melee. Okay. Yep. Okay. Right. So go ahead and when one um... is being attacked by a large bioluminescent serpent thing, one does not think to sort of step back and fire. This is true. 
All right, and uh, let's see what the creature rolls. Uh, no, that that's a that's a big old fail on the creature's part. So yeah, go ahead and roll uh, the ensign's knockdown damage, or I guess unarmed damage. Um, it is uh, claws is rolling six challenge or not six five challenge dice. Five. Okay, so that is actually enough to put this thing down. So claws just sort of. Claws at uh, the serpentine creature, and I'm going to say disembowels it um, simply because claws that, don't do well. I mean, it's still alive, but unless it's tended to by the end of this scene, it's probably going to die. And yeah, uh, would you like to keep initiative, or are we letting the creatures go again? I'm all for keeping it. All right, that would be two momentum. Oh, right, two. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. Um, Ensign Ricky is going to be smarter. He'll step back and fire. Okay. Ooh. Uh, yeah, Ooh. unfortunately, that is not enough. I, I guess I should just tell you, the target number uh, for both the Ensigns is 13. And since they are considered to always have a focus, uh, you, roll, you want to see a crit below a three. Hmm. Well, I guess in uh, Claus's case, it's a four, but Rick has a three. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, you know, Ensign steps back, fires, doesn't hit it. And now we have all the creatures turn. So uh, this one that got shot at is going to go after Rick. Uh, I do need Rick to roll another uh, 2d20. Oh. Yeah, he's going to take two damage, and he is also considered to be ensnared by this creature, whatever it is. Uh, please tell me I gave him stats. No, of course I didn't. Alright, so... There you go. He should have a bar now. He does. Alright. And, uh, let's see. Yeah, so he is considered ensnared. Uh, the next creature to act is going to come again lunging out of the darkness at Drake. Uh, Drake, oh, I need you there. to roll me higher than a two on daring plus security. Okay. And hand-to-hand uh, -hand will be uh, applicable? Oh, yeah. All right, so go ahead and roll your unarmed damage because you performed much better than it. And that's uh, one plus security, correct? Correct. Nice. Nice. So, describe how you're putting this thing down. Um, it will lunge at me. I'll use its momentum and kind of slam it head first into the, the bulkhead next to me. Okay. We'll say for sake of argument that means it is stunned. Alright. And then uh, there are a few more. So, this one here is going to kind of slither up to here. This one's going to slither up to here. And then uh, two more come from the south. Let's see if I can grab these. Don't know if anyone can see it, but they are down there. So I this one moves up to here. This one moves up to here. And I believe that is all of the creatures' turns. So we actually finish one round of combat. And we go to the next. And... Because it is the second round, uh, the creatures get to go first. 
So we're going to say the creature on Ensign Rick is going to uh, bite into him again. So uh, I believe it still has uh, one bonus momentum on all melee attacks. Let me roll another d20. Okay, so uh, Rick, you need to roll me uh, better than a two. Unfortunately, that is not better than a two. So you are now going to take. Wasn't it thirteen or lower? So nine and twelve. Uh oh. Well, uh, you're right. So actually, ignore that challenge dice damage. Wait, that's right. It's a act, uh, active person wins ties. Oh, you know what? You're right. Sorry, I uh, I misheard you. So yes, unfortunately, you needed to get three momentum, and oh. so you are going to take that three damage. And that is just described as this creature just biting the ever-living hell out of your neck, your head, your face, etc. And, uh, yeah, it is now the player's turn. Um, Alright, Quagenbush uh, is going to try and sock his opponent in the jaw. Okay. So to attack the grappling creature uh, increases the difficulty by one. So yep. you're rolling daring security at two. Uh, the creatures are rolling at one. All right, I'll spend a momentum to get an extra die. Okay. I'm just double-checking how avoid an injury works. I don't think that's come up yet. We have to, like, burn through our stress first? Uh, yes. You either burn through all of your stress or you take five or more damage on a single attack. Okay. There we go. Nice. Good show. Yeah. You, you are able to hit this thing. So, um, I'm going to say go ahead and roll your unarmed damage. And so uh, if be, it is uh, a... one plus security, is Correct. it? Correct, yes. All right, so that'll be a total of six, and it has both knockdown and vicious one, because I have the mean right hook feet. Very nice. How many, um, how many squares wide is the area uh, charge effect? That's two, four, five, six, seven damage. Yeah, seven damage. Uh, to answer your question, Panek, real fast, uh, if you want to move, I believe it is medium range that you can move up to. Uh, medium range on this is going to be uh, seven meters. That's not what I asked. I asked how many squares wide is the area effect on the on, a, on an attack. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Um, area, I believe, is up to close range, but let's double check. Yeah, yeah I believe I was looking at close range. Uh, area. Within close range for each effect rolled. Yep, for each effect rolled. All right. So, uh, Quakenbush, uh, how would you describe uh, ripping this thing off of you? Well, basically, it's like grappling him and he just winds back and just socks it in the jaw so hard it knocks it out. All right. And uh, sure enough, it does. It falls limply off of you to the ground with a, a wet thud. 
Is that all you've got? And he'll turn around and get ready to take on the other two that are coming up toward them. Okay. All right. So do you guys want to retain initiative or a creature's turn? Uh, We are pretty low on momentum, so I'm I'm fine to let them go next. Oh, and uh, quick action uh, is only on the first round, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with letting them go. Okay. So, uh, the creature to the right of Drake, the one he kicked originally, gonna lunge at him. Uh, you need to roll a two or better. Daring security? Yep. One of these days I'll sit down and make it so you just have to select your token and there'll be a button you can press, but that involves a lot of work. Alright, so uh, you are now going to take one damage, Drake, and you now are also considered restrained. Well, grappled, you know what I mean. Alright, so it is the player's turn now. Uh, I would like to go and smash this thing into the bulkhead. Okay. So, again, uh, your difficulty is two. It is a difficulty of one. Still daring and security. Um, yeah, I won't, I won't spend... Uh... Nope. All right. Well, let's see how much it rolls. All right, so you both fail, but the good news is is that uh, it does not get a counterattack on you. All right, so we go back around to the creatures. Uh, this one is going to lunge at uh, our lovely British friend and uh, see what happens there. Well, I don't know, is, is Quakerbush British or is he Australian? I never got that quite clear. Uh, definitely British. Okay, then yes, lunging at our British friend. And, yeah, don't even have to... Well, I guess roll to see if you pass, because if you do, you do get a counterattack. Sorry, I should yep. have been doing that better in the in the past, but... And I'm not grappled, so that's good. Yep, it's only a difficulty one. That's a one with a complication. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll me your damage on that, and I'll think of what to do for the complication. <clears throat> All right, so you uh, are going to knock this thing out. I'm assuming you, once again, are just going to punch it really, really hard. Yep, just a knuckle sandwich to the chin. Okay. So as you punch this one, um, I'm going to make the complication be that... Uh, you swing with such force that your belt, where your uh, phaser is still stowed, uh, comes loose and your phaser drops uh, right over here. Sort of like clatters and goes scattering across the floor. Yes, uh, it is three meters away, so it is technically still within close range, um, but you would have to spend your minor action to go over and grab it. Alrighty. And yes, it is now the player's turn again. Uh, we've got Locke, Panek, uh, Prague, and then the two Ensigns. Uh, I'll go. Okay. Um, I'm going to step here and then fire at this one south to the right of me. Okay. Uh, 
charge, vicious one. Okay. Uh, do I need to be adding anything to my roll when I do when I add the vicious one, or is that just something that we factor in? Uh, we'll factor it in when you roll your damage. All right, you hit it. Yeah, go ahead and roll me some damage. How many challenge dice? Uh, you have a phaser type two, yeah. So three plus yeah. your security. Oops. Yeah, this thing's down. Uh, I'm assuming stun. Uh, sure. I mean, I'm, I'm not a dick. Okay. So yeah, this thing again, just limp, unconscious on the ground. All right. So uh, up next is uh, we'll say this creature here. Uh, in the darkness, let me check ranges. Not quite enough. So this one is going to kind of come out of the darkness to about here. This one's going to come out of the darkness to about here. And uh, from the south, uh, one will appear from the darkness. Right about there. Commander, I'm thinking a retreat might be in order. Alright, so it is the player's turn again. Okay, I'll jump in here. Okay. I try to zap this one off uh, Ensign Ricky. Ensign Rick. Okay. Um, I believe that increases the complication range. Yeah. It's right up there. So it would be, uh, you know what, I'll spend some thread here. Let's make it uh, 17 to 20. Uh, but otherwise, okay. it is your, you know, control security difficulty two. So I'm going to drop down to one knee, take the A minor action to really carefully take my shot. Okay. Since I can re roll a dice, I believe. Yep. Oh, don't need to. Not that you need it. Yes, go ahead and roll me some nice. damage. That works. Yeah, so you you stun this thing right off of Ensign Rick. And uh, he sort of looks over at you and says, Oh, thank you, thank you, Lieutenant. God, that thing's, thing's a wily creature. Tell, tell Shatsu about that shot. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he has no idea what's going on. All right. Um... And yeah, since I pretty much moved all the creatures on one turn, uh, it is now your guys' turn again. All right. Um, and there's no no sound of creatures coming from the drain area or above? Not that you've heard so far. All right. Um, how far can I move for a move action? Uh, you can move up to seven meters, but that would take your minor action. Okay. Yeah, minor action for claws. He'll go move here. And he's going to phaser this one. Okay. Ooh. Oh, what a complication. Uh, so technically that is a pass for him, but that is a complication. Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll, roll me damage. And uh, he has a type 1, so his is only 2 plus security. So that'll be a total of 6. Um, but I think I know what I want to do for the complication. Not bad. Yeah. So good news. You do stun and incapacitate this creature. Bad news. Uh, your phaser starts to overload. Okay. Um, do I have the... Uh, can I take a... 
spend a momentum to throw it like a grenade? I believe that is something you can do. I'll double check. Uh, let's see. I just imagine Prague going, ah, ah, hot, hot, and then just chucks it. Oh no! This is the this is the secure this is the uh, Cation oh, security guy. Okay, I thought Prague's it was pretty, Prague. Prague's pretty much going ah ha ah, ah, ha ah. ha. Anyways, an extra minor action is one momentum, so that'd be. Yeah, mobile. I'm just wondering if I should count it as an attack though, because it is a grenade, quote unquote. Now let's just say you'll spend one momentum and you can throw it, and uh, we'll do the roll for it later. Okay, I'm gonna try to throw it around here so hopefully it will catch these two creatures by drake okay all righty uh next we have uh rick and prag uh, prag believes that the situation is well in hand and is more than happy to not do anything this turn okay <laughs> What's the blue indicators for? Uh, the blue indicators are just for me, the ones who've moved. Okay. Yeah, I'm adding a dot every turn they get so that I keep track of who's gone and who's not. Um, anybody interested in doing Rick, or shall I just move him around? Go for it. Yeah, get him All close right. to the others. Yeah, that's my thought. He'll... right around here. And Phaser, the dude from the south. Okay. Um, I believe, yeah, you can only go to about there. Oh, sorry. A little overzealous. Yeah. Yeah, you could certainly phaser that one to the south. And, uh, nope. yeah. No, he won't. Shot goes wide. All right, well, good news. Um, round number three, uh, it is the player's turn up first. So which among you Alrighty. would like to go next? I'm wondering if we should even keep their position or if we should start moving towards somewhere because we don't know how many there are in these in these walls. I mean, we could just be sitting here waiting for them to overwhelm us and for our charges to run on our phasers. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking beating a retreat back up to the hallway is probably a good plan. If nothing else, it'll create a choke point. Uh, very well. Um, away team. Steady movement back. Uh, security officers in the front. Locke and Prague, you are in the middle. Rick plays, you take point behind us. Sirs! So is that your full That's action, right. or... Uh, that, does that count as, like... Um, I guess Rick, move. Rick and Clay's move back? Yeah, we'll move them on their turn, but uh, I don't know, Panek, what, what would you like to do? Well, since we'll say that that is you going first, so where would you like to move or shoot or etc.? Uh, I'm not going to move until everyone else starts to move, uh, but I'll shoot um, this one to the south and left. Okay. Same same action that I've been doing. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Chark vicious, what I mean. Yeah, you hit it, so go ahead and roll me some damage. Yeah, with the Vicious, it goes down too. Alrighty. So, uh, it is now the creature's turn, and the one on Lieutenant Drake is going to, you know, continue to gnaw at him. Uh-oh. 
There we go. Uh, wow. You need to roll me three successes, Drake, or you're getting nommed. Uh, sweet. I will spend a momentum because I don't really want to get nommed. Ooh, so close. Of course. It's so far. All right. So I'm going to say that complication is it's going to get an extra challenge die. So I need to do a total of two extra. All right, so good news. You only take three stress, but, you know, it could add up. And yeah, uh, it is now the player's turn. Uh, all right, uh, Quagambush will dive for his phaser and then uh, aim at the one that's attacking Drake. Okay. So there will be an increased complication range. And again, I'm going to spend some threat to make it this time a 16 to 20. Alrighty. I'll spend that last momentum to get a bonus die because my phaser skill isn't as good as my punching. Okay. Yeah, uh, you nice. definitely hit it. You get that momentum right back. Alrighty. Alright, so that's... 8 with the phaser, but no vicious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is enough. You stun it off of Drake, and Drake, you, you feel a literal weight being lifted off of your shoulders as this thing sort of just crumples to the ground. You are no longer considered restrained. All right. So there is, uh, by my count, there is only one creature left standing. And it's going to see Panek, and it's going to lunge at him. Uh, that is... Ooh. Wow. That is 220s. <laughs> wow. wow. Can, can we take threat for a change? Uh, I'm going to give you guys two momentum for that amazing failure. And and it's all due to the fact that Panek said, be right back, don't kill me. <laughs> Actually, instead of that, can that action provoke an attack of opportunity from Drake? I would allow it, yes. You can either have two momentum or you can have one person do an op attack. Uh, I'd rather have the two momentum, to be honest. Very well. But I will be happy to go next and shoot this thing. Yeah, it would be a player's turn up next, so Drake, you could go. I will happily shoot this thing. Um, is it still uh, daring or control for shooting? Uh, it is control security for shooting, and the difficulty is a base two. Okay. Um, and I will spend one of those momentum. Okay. Uh... Yeah, I'm going back. You get two get minutes of that. with interest. And, uh, yeah, roll me some damage. All right, so on hand phasers, it is three plus my security, correct? Correct, if you have a type two. I, uh, and I do. So let's roll a bunch of dice. Yeah, it goes down. So, yeah, uh, as this one, again, just sort of falls to the floor, not dead, but stunned, uh, 
this sort of silence falls over the room, and you all are out of combat for the moment. Um, oh. Uh, perhaps take one of these back on back on board to take a look at them. Uh, um, am I the only one worried that the ones we've stunned will get back up? I'm scanning them now to see if they're showing any signs of waking, right. and or poison or eggs in the mouth. <laughs> uh, uh, thank ahead. you, Locke. I had not considered that terrifying possibility. Yeah, go ahead and roll me a. We'll say reason plus. Medicine. I really want to say medicine, but I could also see an argument for science. But uh... I'd say medicine, but targeted scans is my focus. Yeah, that seems fair. And the difficulty, uh, I'd make a three. Yeah, I'm gonna spend one of our four momentum for an extra die here. Oh, um, I'm gonna re-roll one because I have cautious. No, wait, that's for science. Never mind. Oh. I'll give you an option. Uh, I'll let it succeed a cost, but I'm going to take threat. Yeah, I think we need to find out if they're going to wake up right away. Okay. So, Locke, you go over to one of the stun ones, give it a good scan, and a couple things jump out at you. First thing is that, interestingly, these are somehow silicon-based life forms, which is odd. The second thing you notice is that uh, they do seem to be regenerating somewhat, um, your best guess is that within the next, I would say, 20 minutes, they're going to be back up. We have a better part of a quarter of an hour at most before these things are moving again. And uh, good news, Ensign Rick, you're going to be a father. <laughs> Rick just looks at you and goes, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Nothing. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm uh, gallows humor. <laughs> yeah. Uh... I don't know if we want to stay here and have someone was afraid to double tap them a couple times, but they we won't have long before they're they're back and slithering again. Actually, I'm thinking of taking one of these back on board for the science boss to have a look at. Might not be a bad idea. Agreed. Rock, Drake, and uh, Clay's, you will retreat back the way we came until you've left the dampening field. And you will, uh, you will have one transported over into a security field in the med bay. Uh, Craig, Rick, and uh, Drake, or did I send Drake with you Or whoever's Drake. left. Uh, will return with me to the cryo bay to retrieve the power cell. And we will attempt to access the library. Uh, I think it's time we got some answers about this place. Uh, sir, uh, retrieve... Attorney, if we take that power cell... Whatever's inside that cryo cell will either wake up or die. Then we will wait for. Hmm. Can we transport him to one of our stasis um, chambers? Uh, no, the chamber is within the dampening field. If we could beam a port, uh, beam a generator over here, I think we could hook that up to the power supply. Uh, Possibly. A very good suggestion. Prag, get on that. Uh, Rest of you your orders. I'll scamper back beyond the dampening field and request a portable Actually, generator. Did we end up taking pattern enhancers? Uh, they were on standby. Oh, okay. Um, but just so I know, uh, which of the creatures are you taking? Are you taking the one that's dying, or are you taking one of the stunned ones? 
I recommend the dying one. Yeah, that way the dying it, one. It, is, it is intelligent. We could at least save its life. We don't know how intelligent these things are. Okay. We don't want to have just murdered one and then kidnapped another. So, uh, if I understand uh, what the play here is, you basically want to beam a generator over, put it in the cryopod to keep it running, take that power cell to the library, quote-unquote, and then sort of comb through records. Is that about right? That about right? Sounds about right. Okay. Sounds accurate. So what I'm going to do is uh, I'm just going to move us as a group. That way we don't have to sort of fumble our way back through the darkness. And we'll say... You all are now here. Except Quake and Bush. Except Quake and Bush. Let's let's fix that. <laughs> we left Tim alone to guard our rear. There you go. Alright. So, uh yeah, you have the power cell in hand, and in order to hook this up to these consoles, it's very easy uh control engineering, difficulty one. Okay. I close my sheet because I'm short-sighted. Okay. Control engineering. All right, you get a momentum. So right before we take our break, I'm going to tell you these three things. The first thing you're going to pick up is the last activation date of this console was 4,000 years ago. You also see the Nabarius word again. And then the final thing you get is a data entry that is partially translated. And it says, they got out and blank, going to shit. Hmm. Yeah. And that's where we're going to take our break. So you guys have a few moments to think about that. Uh, If you guys could be back at... uh, 425 p.m. at the latest. Alright. So right. 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 Here be. All right, I am back at least.
So is anyone else here, or is it just me? I'm here. Ah, good. I'm here, but muted. I'm pinned by kitties. Can't go anywhere. I love how uh, the Shatsu connection has traveled to outside of the game, too. Yeah, she, uh... My kitty wandered here halfway through the game. Keep muting to avoid her. Her plaintiff meows for attention. If you heard on the stream. I haven't heard it yet, so you're doing good. Guess it might help if I brought up that bit of notes. Might help just a little bit. And I have his token here somewhere, I think. Let's check. I do, look at that. And thunder in the background. Yeah, we've uh, we've had rolling storms through here past couple of days. It's actually been nice. It's actually brought the temperature down to a reasonable one. Yeah, it's it's been alternating between super hot and rainy here a little bit, which I'm good back. for a lot of things. Good for my lawn. Bad for my head because I'm migrating like a. Oh, you get the uh, the pressure headaches too. Yeah, it's it started right before the game started, so I did a, a quick little uh, iPad message to the wife. It's like, bring Advil and caffeine, please. Well, if it gets too bad, uh, I will not blame you for dropping off. I get them too, and I know how bad they can get. Uh, so I'm, I'm turned off all the lights, sitting in a dark room. I've been drugged and caffeinated, so that's the best I can do. If it works, it works. All right, well, we got I'm back. Oh, welcome back, Captain. How you doing? I'm doing all right, thank you. So, uh, is this meeting your expectation for Space Hulk? So far, so good. Cool. I uh, I'll say this now instead of at the end of the session. I uh, I'm hoping that the not Gene Stealers are appropriately tuned. 
Well, if one of us gets pregnant and starts raising um, snake babies, yeah, they'll be tuned. <laughs> I suppose I should actually scan, like, you know, who got bitten. I think it was, uh, it was Rick, Rick and, and Quakenbush, I think. I think all the security personnel actually got bit. Yeah, every, every single Great. security officer got bit. Now, does non lethal stress go away at the end of the scene? Um, yeah, so stress will reset at the end of the scene, but to keep things tense, I'm not going to do that scene reset yet. Mm-hmm. An extended scene. Mm-hmm. Like, usually I know uh, I don't uh, do scene changes where you guys lose momentum, but in this case, um, it's working more in my favor than it is for you, for once. Hmm. <laughs> I think we're just waiting on our uh, lovely new tactical officer when he gets back. Hopefully he comes back with a phaser rifle. <laughs> that would be the hope. Martha brought something up in chat, which I haven't checked in rules. Can security officers bring a phaser rifle with no escalation? That's... I looked at that, and I didn't think I saw anything. Yeah, I... It's not like the engineering toolkit or the med kit where, you know, engineers and uh, science personnel get it for free sometimes. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not seeing it. I mean, if you find a, a specific page, I would be more than happy to make a ruling. Well, uh, tell you what, we'll just go ahead and get started up again, and uh, hopefully he will join us. Okay, so, uh, if you remember where we last left off, I had just dropped the, the bombshells that uh, this console hasn't been in use for over 4,000 years, uh, that the Nabarius, whatever the hell it's referring to, comes up again, and how, quote-unquote, they got out and everything was going to shit. So Meanwhile, we have a stasis pod down the corridor, which got used sometime in the last 10 years. Correct. Mm. Maybe it's a wayward traveler. Someone who put himself in there to protect himself. Mm, would make sense. So while Prague is doing the uh, his little examination and hooking things up, I want to scan uh, Drake's wounds. Okay. Uh, yeah, that would definitely be a reason medicine. Um, I don't think you have any biology focuses, so... Yeah, targeted scans, I don't know if that apply in this case, but... Um, I'll do what we did before, I'll make it a difficulty 3, but your targeted focus, your targeted scan would be a focus you could apply. Right. Yeah, so unfortunately, no. Um, you're not detecting any overt signs of eggs or infection... So disease, yeah. Yeah. So you have no idea. Simply either there is none or you're not detecting it. It could be either. 
Oh, not a medical tricorder. You seem fine. So well, we wait and see if the uh, portable generator will hook up to the pod. Oh, I assumed you guys already did that. Like you, you hooked it up to the pod, brought it here, brought the app, brought the power cell here, hooked that in. Yeah. yeah. And that's when you gave us the log message. Mm -hmm. So I guess the question I'm... is, where do you guys go from here? I want to... I want to see if I can't scrape some of the ice away from the glass to see if I can't see what's inside the pod. A sensible thing to do. All right. Is everybody going to go with him, I guess, is the big question. Sort of move us on mass. There we go. All right, so uh, you scrape away uh, at this pod, and after about a minute, uh, you see inside there's a Cardassian. Uh, uh, Commander? Uh, it, what kind of state is he in, Lieutenant? Um, frozen, sir. Uh, are there any visible injuries? Uh, can we determine why he's been cryogenically frozen? I, know, I can. I can try. Let's see. This should be fun. Insight plus medicine. Mm -hmm. You got nothing. Near as I can tell, he's as Cardassian as the next, except this one's slightly colder. Curious as to his his being on this, sh this ship of unknown origin. And... Well, on the on on the plus side, this will make it easier to thaw him out without doing any damage. We at least have some knowledge of Cardassian physiology. Uh, history check. If he's been in here ten years, then he's been frozen through the entire Dominion War. Correct. That would be correct. In fact, I think he might even have been from either during or just before the Federation Cardassian War. Um, no, I, farther th back. I think yeah. he's either right before DS9 or right at the beginning of DS9. I'll look it up in the right, background. So just at the end of the conflict. Mm -hmm. well, he's going to get a bit of a shock when he comes back to Cardassia and finds yeah. out it's been sort of divvied up between the Romulans and Klingons. Can we safely revive him? Uh, yeah. If you so wish to, you certainly could. I was going to say, it'd, it'd probably be uh, more of a shock for him to find out that right before the war, his government was run by, you know, the civilians. Yeah, uh, looking it up, this is the same. So him to him, the Bajoran wormhole has not actually been discovered yet. <laughs> That's a good point. Oh, man. He has so much catching up to do. Yeah. In fact, uh, he, if, depending on when he went under, he could still have known an occupation on Bajor. Hmm. But anyway. Surprise, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, uh, Rick is doing the sensible security officer thing where he's looking stoic and, you know, uh, otherwise not really commenting. But I think 
you wouldn't have to be a mind reader to tell that he's not happy seeing a Cardassian in there. Connect to Ophion. Skull here, go ahead. Uh, Captain, we have. Uh, I'm, I'm going to transmit you, to you the logs we found in the database. We've also discovered a Cardassian cryogenically frozen in one of the chambers. Uh, we believe he was frozen sometime around 10 years ago. Oh. Is it safe to unthaw him? Uh, we believe we can safely un- uh, revive uh, him. Do you mean thaw him? Unthaw would be freezing. Yes, thank you, computer. Um, <laughs> is it is it safe to defrost him? Uh, we believe that it's possible. What are your orders, Captain? Revive, revive him if if it's if you believe safe to do so. Be prepared to to render him unconscious and bring him back to the bridge. Our relations with the Cardassians ten years ago weren't stellar, but we weren't openly there was no open conflict. And so Craig and Mitchell sort of, I don't know, do, do that whatever it is security officers can do when they're like when they can like nod at someone and convey an order without saying anything. All right, so I gotcha. They basically suggest for Ensign Claus to sort of like back up with Locke and Rick, just so uh, Rick is out of sight of the Cardassian when he wakes up. Okay. And Drake's going to stand there kind of in front, so when he wakes up, if he's ready to punch somebody, uh, Drake will beat the crap out of him. And Queen Bush will stand by with Panic. All right. So the uh, defrosting procedure is very easy. You just have to push a few buttons, really. Then Prague pushes all the right button. Alright, so of course there is sort of a loud hiss as the pod begins to warm up. And uh, after about five minutes, and yes, I am keeping track of the time. Uh, <laughs> after about five minutes, the pod opens and the Cardassian side begins to, you know, blink slowly, uh, takes a look around and says, Alright, who the hell are you people? Starfleet, who the hell are you? I am Golanot of the Obsidian Order. Am I a prisoner here? Well, that remains to be seen. At the moment, you're uh, cr- you're coming out of cryostasis. Cryostasis. And he kind of puts a hand to his head as if he's, you know, trying to remember something. Am I still on that thing in space, that, that Hulk or whatever it was? As a matter of fact, you are. We were about to take you back to our ship for some debriefing and possibly get some answers about what's going on here. Damn. That means Jirak was managed to put me out of commission. Well, Starfleet, it looks like I'm at your mercy at the moment. Oh, well. All right, well, in that case, I suggest we should probably get back onto the Ophion before those things back in the other corridor wake up. What do you remember about the the ship? Well, uh, I was on a vessel, the Kassad, and we were investigating a strange repeating signal. And my first officer and myself came over and were investigating when the last thing I remember is everything going dark. I mean, 
kind of touches the back of his head and grimaces and says, my guess is Jirok saw an opportunity to take the captain position and took it. The why he didn't kill me is beyond me. Why you have ended up in this chamber is even more curious. Where are, they, where are your crew? Have they returned? We saw no indication of your ship. What is the date? It is star date. Uh, rattles it off. So you've been, up, you've been under for about ten years. Well, there's your answer, Starfleet. They had no reason to stick around for ten years. Uh, was your entire crew members of the Obsidian Order? Yes, we were. Well, put it this way, you you got the last laugh. Looks at you questioningly, but doesn't really delve too much into that. Let's, uh, let's discuss history later. Uh, Commander, um, given this uh, intermittent signal has been attracting other ships, it might be in our interest to do what we can to shut it down to avoid other uh, people being drawn here and then, well, stay. I suggest we head back to the Ophion, debrief what we've found so far, and then come back with better equipment. Now, just so you know, if you do that, that will mean that the creatures you stunned will be back up. Whereas if you stay here, they, you've got, by my count, you've got about 14 minutes. Oh, okay. I thought we were down to like five or six. Nope, you've In got about 14 should... at the moment. Yeah, the faster you press on, the the, the uh, better progress you're able to make before the creatures revive. Now, C Commander, these creatures have proven hostile. Is stunning? Is leaving them stunned really a good idea? No. I can't hear you. Are you there, Panek? I'm here. Oh yeah. What we said? Sorry. Should we really? Should we really just leave them stunned? They've proven that not only are they here to attack us, but they're luring other ships here. Uh, do we have any indication that this life form is sentient enough to have used this distract this signal to attract ships? What? Have we found any evidence of higher thinking? Well, no. Would you swat a fly because? Uh, uh, because it was sitting on a, a bear trap that you stepped in? I'd use a phaser. But did the fly set the trap? Well, no. Awkward tense moment. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe for the time being we'll continue to use stun. However, if, our li if we do believe our lives become in even more greater danger... You have full permission to switch to uh, to a more lethal setting. Very well, Commander. All right, so where are you guys moving? And are you going to keep the goal with you, or are you just going to do a quick run him out, beam him out, and then come back? I think back? we should take him out. I don't, I don't want him here with us. Okay. We'll say yeah, that he, so is, he is elsewhere. When you take say him, take him out... Take him out? To the ball, <laughs> well... Well, there's a very deep oh, shaft yeah. down here. It'd be very. It would be interesting to see how far down it goes. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, transport him back to the ship. Hold this light. 
I, I was just going to say, I've always wanted to say, this is Sparta. <laughs> take him down it. All right. So very quick, sake of argument, you take him, you beam him out. You now have uh, about 12 minutes left. And I'm going to move you guys back to the... Oops, hold on. I'm going to move you guys back to the crossroads. All right. Do we want to go down through the knocked out creatures quickly that way or go right? I do believe the the sensor our reading I was attacking was through there. Something could be using the creatures as all three directions, So let's give the door a go. All right. All so yeah, that uh, that's going to be a control engineering difficulty too. Open the door, Prag. Open the door, Prag. It's like they bring an engineer just to open damn doors. Uh, I'll uh, I'll assist again. Division, division of labor. The engineers open doors. The security shoots stuff on the other side. Yep. Good point. I'd rather be opening doors. Oh yeah, you you open it. No problem. Uh, all right, then I. Do you want me to roll for for momentum? Yeah. Sake? yeah. Momentum. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Get a momentum. All right. So this time, when the doors open, um, especially in comparison to where the creatures were, uh, this one is fully illuminated, and there's also lots of signs of a battle. So there's burn marks on the walls and ceilings. There's unidentified body parts of unknown origin uh, strewn everywhere. And just general chaos. I initially had a bunch of tokens on this, but I thought it looked too busy. So just imagine carnage everywhere. Um, and all of this sort of leads to a door on the opposite side of the room, um, which I'll zoom out here for everyone on the stream. Um, you should see a door right opposite you. Mm -hmm. uh, the bodies on the ground, are they snake-like? The snake creatures? Uh, there are some, but there are also what appear to be humanoid parts as well. Well, the, at the very least, we'll be able to work out if there was any species we recognized fighting here. Poor buggers. Yeah. Alright. So, you know, you're moving along, you're just sort of wading through the, uh, the aftermath, and yeah, all is silent. I'm getting a very bad feeling. I want to... Uh, Commander, I want to check out these two doors down here. If my tricorder map is correct, these might be holding cells. Uh, very well. Form up. Okay. Which door are you going to open first? Uh, let's open up this one here. Offering to open doors now, Prag? Well, the good news is, actually, when Prag stacks up to the door, it automatically opens. Now, see, this is a cooperating door. I like this door. I'm naming it Shirley. Shirley? You can't be serious. It opens Shirley, Lieutenant. The others are just cranky. Alrighty. So then, so then we should call the other doors Prague. Mm. 
I like you, wide boy. I like you. Hmm. All right. Just a conjoining hallway. Now mm -hmm. him. On to the right. Yes, wow, sir. Wow, this, this looks like a great holding cell, doesn't it? <sighs> yeah, same thing on the other side. Door opens, yeah. and you I see another shaft. Hmm. I'm going to walk up behind Prague. Uh, I'm going to hand him my flashlight, pat him on the back. So, uh, are you... Uh, I'll motion my head towards the hole. You're going to jump down there? I'm going to take that flashlight and just gingerly dangle it over the shaft. Okay. Uh, just like yeah, threatening you... to drop it, really. You're, uh, you're looking down the shaft, maybe, and at the very bottom, you're seeing a purple glowing light. It's very faint. Do I get a sense of how deep the shaft is? If you had to guess, uh, probably on the order of ten stories. Whew. I'm going to pass the flashlight back to the waste of good, re re waste of good replicated material. I'm going to very quietly, stealthily come up and just appear behind both of them and kind of jarringly make my presence known. Ah! Uh, uh, Commander! Um, what did you found? Just a l purple glow from the down there, sir. Looks about ten, ten decks down. Can you determine a way to activate the lift? I, I'm... Uh, does this shaft go up as well? Nope, it actually just goes down. Um, Commander, I'm not entirely sure that this is a lift at all. Um, do I see any control panels on the sides? Nope, but uh, the one thing I, I forgot to mention is that when you did look down the shaft, you would have seen the equivalent of ladder rungs. Ah. Looks like this be one of those manual elevators, sir. Manual elevator. Yes, sir. Wait. It only works so long as you are in the shaft and act actively putting one hand either above or below the other. He I means do the Romulan. I mean, I do the Vulcan equivalent of rolling my eyes. Yes, he means a ladder. Wait, has Panek been a Romulan the whole time secretly? <laughs> that would explain a lot. No, he would have smiled at least once by now. Uh, we will leave this for further investigation if necessary, but Agreed. If, I, if I recall correctly, Locke has determined the signal sources on this level. So, gentlemen, we'll continue along. Plus, we are running a little short on our safe window. Yeah, yep. you're you're coming up on about uh, nine minutes at this point. Righto. Open a door. Here we go. Alright, this time it is a roll. And uh, interestingly, Prague, when you go to start messing with the door... You see that someone has tampered with it. Um, so, as such, this is actually going to be at a difficulty of three. Well, that sounds like a good time to move, spend a momentum. And I'll, I'll assist as well. Okay. Is... Got your one. Nice. Oh, yes. that, uh, that is two momentum at for you. momentum now. So, good news. You open the door. Bad news. The startled Ferengi inside shoot at you. So, let me uh, 
just sort of... Wait, what? <laughs> Good news, right. door open. Bad news, startled Frankie shoot at you. Wait, what? So, uh, Prag, you're going to take a grand total of four stress. And, uh, yeah, so Frankie go, ah! And they shoot at you, and uh, they see who you are, and they go, Told you, it's just a human. What are humans doing here? I don't know. Uh, maybe you can answer the same question. What are Ferengi doing here? And my phaser's out, like I'm not putting it away. Especially after they just shot Prague. Ow! They didn't even do it well. So, I'm going uh... to push past Prague. Mm -hmm. uh, you will cease your fire. Uh, I'm Lieutenant Com I am Commander Panek of the USS Ophion of the Federation. You will identify yourself and state your business on this derelict. I am Debar, FCA. And the other one says, uh, I, I am, I am Lexac. And the second half of my inquiry? And Debar says, oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, we were part of the crew of the Sonoris, a lovely decor class marauder. And we docked here with this structure in the hopes of performing extremely profitable salvage. You were crew members. Yes, the creatures on this thing boarded our ship and destroyed it. We are the only two survivors, as far as I am aware. Yeah. Uh, how long ago was this? About two days ago. Uh, Prague, Prague's going to give a knowing look to Quakenbush. We just willingly beamed one of those creatures onto our ship. Well, Inside of a security field. field. Uh, force fields have a tendency to fail when you least want them to. Hmm. Well, we're about to head head back to our ship too. Uh, we just stunned a whole bunch of them in the main area, and they're due to wake up any time soon. Uh, I suppose we should probably off, um, offer you offer you a rescue if you want it. Yes, I will pay you and your captain handsomely for rescuing a member of the FCA. Well, we'll let the captain sort that out, all right? Very all right. well. Lead on. In that, in that case, uh, uh, first, Mando, with your permission? Uh, first, uh, and Drake will hold out his other hand, your weapons? They, uh, they look at you, they look at your hand and say... Very well, but you better not stun us and leave us behind. Uh, the Federation does not operate in such ways, uh, unlike the Ferengi, the Ferengi Alliance. Ferengi rule uh, number 102. Always be aware of the person you're handing a phaser to. That one doesn't really translate three. well, but you get the idea. The next <laughs> rule number three, limit contact with Ferengi. Can we get moving? Um, I will, uh, did, did one of our two red shirts actually throw their phaser as a grenade? Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that it exploded, and currently, okay. uh, the Cation is without a phaser. Okay, I will hand one of the Ferengi weapons to the Cation, to, uh, Claws, mm -hmm. um, and tell him, un until we want to give it back to them, uh, go ahead and use this. Understood, sir. 
And yeah. Uh, you are now at about four minutes before the window of when the things are going to start waking up again. And what's in this room that the Frankie were in? Uh, more cryopods, uh, all of them intact, but none in use. Okay, so there's nobody inside of them, but they're all look like they could be working. Conceivably, yes. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Let's put the Frankie in them and test them. <laughs> hmm. Thought had crossed my mind. Ah. Looks like a dead end, Commander. What's is this just a storage room here? Uh yeah, that is that is just storage. Well uh, very well we will make uh back for the uh the limit of the dampening field. Uh double time if you will, gentlemen. Okay. Um, and as as we're moving, uh, uh, Commander Panek, uh, when we get back That's to the Ophium, uh, maybe uh, my recommendation would be to drop a probe telling people to be wary about the signal that's on this ship. Uh, if we do not just outright decide to uh, destroy the ship, uh, I will see what that the captain recommends. quite a while. Well, if we can take out the whatever is causing the signal, it would um, also stop, in theory, stop the dampening field. We can just beam right back from that location and we'll find the ship. Space is big. Without the signal, it won't be easy to find. Uh, very well. Are you suggesting we continue on towards the uh, the, the signal, Lieutenant? Is that think south of us? Very well. Risky, um, but it is um, the best course of action, I believe. Rick and uh, and Clay's uh, escort these two back to the edge of the field, inform the Ophion that, uh, and the transport room to have a security team waiting for them. Uh, for the time being, you two will be guests of our brig uh, until the, unless the captain decides to uh, give you uh, courtesy quarters. Uh, once that's done, you two report back to us. We're going to be heading south. Um, I guess they're going to have to go back through the freaking... Sentence. Mm -hmm. Alright, so let me just um, gather everyone in the same place so I can just sort of grab you. And then, where's Prag? There's Prag. Alright. Move you there... Alright, so you get to about here in the room, and uh, yeah, there's still the bodies of whatever the hell they are sort of just on the ground. And I am recentering it for the stream. One second. There we go. Prank has his phaser out and gingerly pointing it at anything that moves. I guess I should move Rick down to here so you see the door. Yeah, you should now be able to see the door. There's a door, yep. Uh, cool. Drake is currently dual wielding his Type 2 and the Ferengi uh, weapon as well. Okay. Let's restun as many of these guys as we can before they wake up. Ooh, good thought. All right, so you go around, you do the rounds, you basically double tap or double stun these uh, these creatures, and although you don't know for sure, you've probably bought yourself some time. Um, but in any event, uh, Prag, if you want to roll me one final control engineering to get open this door. 
structural engineering. I'll assist as well. Okay. Seems to be working quite well. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, look at that. Ooh. Yeah, very nice. All right, so uh, door opens, no problem. And inside, you see a sort of reactor room. And uh, the center core is giving off a very faint light. And there is a working console to the left of it um, that conceivably controls said reactor. All right. <clears throat> Preg's going to go up and see if he can't... Now, do I want to shut it... I, I want to see if there's um, any... For, before I shut it down, I want to see if there's any logs or uh, engineer reports from other engineers. Mm -hmm. Or see what this... What was the word? Nabaros? Uh, Nabarian. Nabarian. See if I can figure out what Nabarian is all about. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'll spend a momentum because we can. Uh, let's see. And I have the computer's focus. Would that work here? Mm-hmm. Uh, insight or control? I'm going to say insight for this particular task. Nice. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, so, Prague, you're going to see that this <laughs> vessel, or part of it anyway... Uh, belong to something called the Nabarius Consulate. And that their cargo were specimen 6J71. And that at approximately 4,000 years ago, uh, the cargo broke out of containment and took over the vessel. The last log that you're able to see is an engineer... And the engineer says something along the lines of, uh, I've rigged, rigged up a signal. Uh, I pray that someone answers it soon. I don't know how long the door will hold. I only wish that... And then the log ends mid-sentence. Okay. Uh, Commander... <clears throat> sorry. Commander, it's... The creatures were apparently being transported for some sort of some sort of if I had to guess I'd say probably research or anything really don't know why they were they just broke out and killed everyone oh, well, let's hope we have not doomed the Ophion uh, what can you tell me about this reactor chief yeah, it is certainly not powerful enough to be powering this entire hulk if I had to guess, I'd say that this was just one of the ships that make up a part of whatever the heck this amalgamation of ship parts is. Maybe it was the center that attracted every all the other bits and pieces of space onto it over the years. Maybe, maybe not. But it does certainly power this particular ship. I'd say it's antiquated by Starfleet standards, mid twenty third, early twenty third century. Ship probably could have done warp seven, but if we shut it down, then we will definitely shut down the signal. But we will also shut down life support. How long would it take for us? Uh, how long would the atmosphere take to uh, become uninhabitable? 
Eh, not long. Given how porous this ship is, well, I wouldn't. I'd give us twenty minutes. More than enough time to retreat back. Uh, plus, the dampening field will lower, so we will be able to teleport out, uh, transport out immediately. Um, am I able to tell if the uh, dampening field is tied to this reactor? It is indeed. Very well. Yes, sir. And hopefully, I, I mutter under my breath. Maybe these creatures will survive, or maybe these creatures won't survive without lack of oxygen. We shall see, Chief. I keep Back forgetting how well you can hear. Skull here, go ahead. Uh, we've managed to find the power source for the dampening field and the signal. Uh, I'm going to gather the, the away team for immediate beam out. Uh, doing so, we'll, we'll lose life support. Uh, but so far, uh, that's all we've found. Um, there's nothing that remains of any crew. Uh, besides the stowaway, the, uh, the the stranded, there's three stranded um, people. Uh, well, what are your orders, Captain? Well, you've saved, uh, you've saved who you could, and those creatures sound like they're a menace, anyways. I'm. We we were able to stabilize the one in sick bay, and Vera's keeping it under, or unconscious, through a rather clever mix of gas. Prepare your team for uh, prepare your team for extraction. And Very as soon well. as we see the dampening field go down, we'll beam you out. Aye, Captain. Uh, connect to away team. Uh, gather for um, uh, immediate beam out on my location. So, you know, everyone gathers. Uh, Prag, you just have to push the button and the field will go down. All at your order, sir. Uh, on my mark, Commander. Uh, Chief, mark, sir. Beep. All right. And sure enough, the reactor begins winding on down, and it is very audible. You immediately hear the rushing of air as if uh, force fields that were holding the, sh the structure together have dissipated and are now venting Atmo. Um, you also hear a very faint shrieking sound, all of you, that conceivably would belong to the creatures, but you're not 100% sure. That's my hope. Well, hopefully we rescued all the humanoid-type beings from here. Well, there were unexplored doors, but it's a little late now. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you, hopefully, if I understand right, you beam back to the Ophion and uh, no one uh, no one died so that you got that going for you um, that said uh, I actually do want to end the session here because uh, I still have to decide what to do uh, narratively with the creature you took as well as the Cardassian mm -hmm. um, so I know usually we do end of session RP but I think this is a good place to cut it um, so, of course, players stick around for just a little bit longer, uh, but to anyone watching on Twitch or YouTube, uh, thank you for watching. I again apologize for the lack of audio at the very beginning. Hopefully I edit it out in post. Um, but of course, thank you all for watching, and I will see you next week. Bye-bye.